So good morning, everyone, and welcome to PEO Leadership Snippets. This morning, I'm joined with Bruce McDonald, who we've known for many, many years, over 10 years as part of PEO Leadership, uh, initially when he was with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and now in his new role at CEO of Magic Canada. Although not so new, it's been a few years as well. Almost six. Oh my God, time flies. Um, Bruce, I just thought we'd start off, tell us during this whole COVID-19 situation, What's a day like for you today at COVID at, at the offices of Magic Canada or in your home office? As I say. Sure. Well, I mean, like everybody else, most of us are working from home. Uh, and for those who aren't familiar, Imagine Canada is an organization that works with and on behalf of Canada's charities um, to make sure that the operating environment in which social good takes place is the best that it can be. So for us, uh, a typical COVID day right now is um, really kind of divided into three sections. It's, it's uh, working with the federal government to ensure that we are included in uh, stimulus packages and thoughts around the economy that the federal government is contemplating. So as a sector that employs 2.4 million Canadians and is 8.5% of GDP, we feel we should stand alongside other sectors of the economy uh, to be supported during these times. Uh, the second part for us uh, is, is around bringing the voice of the sector to Canadians because it's important for people to realize that the services that they have both enjoyed and maybe taken for granted uh, are severely at risk right now of not going forward. So we're spending a lot of time talking with media, uh, doing communications pieces to be able to get this, the word out there uh, about the impact of COVID on, on charities and nonprofits. And then the third part really for us is about looking at the health and well-being of Imagine Canada itself. So we're not immune to the uh, the challenges that our sector is facing. So, you know, business continuity planning, uh, ensuring that our staff are comfortable in this new operating environment because we've had people in different locations. We've already, already been fairly comfortable in working in a, a virtual way, uh, but also just, you know, the going to our boards and making sure that our board is comfortable with where we're at and looking at, you know, the economic pressures that are facing an organization like ours. So that's kind of what our day looks like on a typical basis. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a really easy day, Bruce. Easy yeah, day. You know, pretty well, much, yeah. right through that. <laughs> <laughs> you taught 8.5% of GDP. So if you wanted to translate it, that into dollars, what are, what are we looking at here? About $141 billion is the st size of the sector in Canada. So uh, I know you're talking with the government. The government's been, been putting forth a lot of stimulus in terms of helping out the sector. What's the sector look like six months to 12 months? Because money's only going to last for so long in terms yeah. of... So um, one of the, the, the nice things about our organization is we actually employ a chief economist for Canada's charities and nonprofits. Um, our economist has been working on some modeling and forecasting and is estimating that at a best case scenario, uh, 2020 revenues based on a three-month social distancing approach and a mild recession would be down about $9.5 billion with about 117,000 jobs lost. And a more extreme end of six months of social distancing plus a more severe recession, we're looking at 15.6 billion in, in, re in revenue decline and 194,000 jobs lost. So for us, we're forecasting out that the recovery of the charitable and nonprofit sector because of the way our revenues are structured is going to be slower than that of the private sector. And if you're a restaurateur, you open the doors, people come in, they eat, they pay, revenues restart. 
if you're a charity that had a you know hundred thousand or five hundred thousand dollar gala planned in May, that is now destroyed revenue. You won't be able to just simply do that in July when the doors reopen. So we're actually looking at a, a staggered and slower recovery for charities and nonprofits. So part of our work with government is to say, how do we help? ensure that the services continue and the actual organizations are there to be positioned for recovery and rebuild. And do you think we've gotten, uh, I know you made leeway with the government. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, our, the, the core of our ask based on that, that nine to $15 billion uh, implication is, is we were looking for stimulus support in the range of $10 billion. It, it, it has three legs to the stool. The first leg, inclusion in the wage subsidy program. So check, we, we were successful in having charities included in that program. We um, are estimating that's about a $2.5 billion contribution to the sector. The second part is a, a sector resilience grants program. So while many organizations have staff, many are all volunteer based, but they still have carrying charges to keep their programs going, rent, sometimes mortgages, computer contracts that they've got, those kinds of things. In, with a colossal and precipitous drop in revenue, they need support to be able to not go bankrupt. And then the third leg of the stool is what we would call donor incentives. So how can Canadians actually get engaged in supporting the sector at this time? So whether that's a temporary um, uh, increase in the charitable tax credit or a matching donation program. So uh, with the first one in place, now we're working and having conversations with the federal government about the other two legs of the stool. Okay, no, that's, that's very helpful. Uh, question for, you know, you and I chatted a, a little bit about this. I think it was one of our groups. We talked about the financial balance sheets of a lot of these charities and not-for-profits before COVID-19 hit. Yep. And the responsibility from a governance perspective for, for the board. And, and I bring this up because a lot of our members are on different boards of, of charities and stuff. Words of wisdom from you, and you, you did share them in terms of how they look at these financial statements going forward in the future. Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, the, this, this crisis has really illuminated the fault lines or structural deficiencies in the sector. So most charities particularly small and mid-sized, do not have cash reserves. And, uh, or if they do, they're very small. At the same time, most charities aren't eligible to get bank loans. They don't own buildings. They don't have big capital equipment that they can use as collateral. So while we're also, well, on one hand, we're talking about a drop in revenues, the first need is around cash because they're going to run out of cash and they are running out of cash right away which is why we're seeing such massive layoffs in the sector already. Um, and so from a, from a board governance perspective, um, ensuring that directors are paying attention to the, the cash situation is critical because they may be just looking and many boards just look at the, the monthly financials, but are they doing business continuity planning and cash flow projections to, to make sure that the organization is going to keep going, they should be asking their staff to come in and prepare that for them. Yeah, I think that's a really important piece of information for the future for, for those boards. The other question I had for you is, you know, watching the news, you, you, you're seeing how individuals and leaders are contributing today to try and make a difference. And, and a lot of focus on the healthcare workers out there. Yeah. We have a lot of leaders that can't necessarily do this. They're not in there doing sanitizers. They're not, they can't, they don't have the manufacturing facilities to, to do certain things. 
What can we do sort of as Canadians and leaders and individuals to really make a difference right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I, if I look at the PEO network, first and foremost, I, I would invite people in this network to say, from a financial perspective, can you do a bit more? Uh, revenues are falling off the cliff for organizations. Um, they, they need money. And unfortunately, many wealthier Canadians punch way below their weight when compared to low and middle income Canadians as it relates to giving. This is a time to step up and do that. The other part is, um, whether it is, uh, it might be excess time that some of your employees have right now. We have organizations who are struggling with how to do layoffs well, how to adapt from an IT perspective for both, for both the operation of their organizations and the delivery of their programs. Most charities don't have directors of IT and they don't have directors of human resources. There may be people within your networks who could, from their home, provide support to organizations from a talent and expertise perspective to help walk them through. Um, so those are just a couple of thoughts on, on what people might be able to do. Yeah, actually your, your second, the first one's great. The, the second point's actually fascinating because you've heard about certain things being done in the U S I think it was McDonald's that was taking some of their teams and actually pushing them into call centers in a totally different business. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was profit to profit, but engaging them, and allowing them to, to participate in another business. So I, but I even, that. even Leon, even some of these things like business continuity planning that for many executive directors of, of small and mid-sized organizations in particular, this is likely the first time they've ever had to, um, to do this in a concentrated time oriented way. They might not know how to do it. Ex senior executives in corporations that are reflected in the PEO network have this kind of experience and expertise and could be trusted guides and allies to help organizations work through them. Oh, that's great. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for joining us today. And well, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, no, it's great to have you share your insights and uh, you're such a leader in this in this sector. So well, thanks, uh, Leon. It's an honor to have you here. And have a great day. You too. Wishing you all the best. Be safe. <laughs>